This episode of Tech Kamasala is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter the coupon code POD124 to get 10% off on all hosting plans. Go to GoDaddy.TheIndicast.com for more information. Hello and welcome to Tech Masala, a technology podcast with an Indian perspective. For the week of 5th July 2009, Pirates Go Clean. I'm your host, Aditya, and along with me, I have Sakit. Hi, guys. Let's directly get into it because I think we have a lot of interesting stories and then we have an email as well from a from yeah. listener. So to begin with, Delhi Metro trains to get power boots to charge your cell phone. This is an interesting story which has come up, I mean, which includes, uh, I mean, you have got uh, these mobile phone charging stations, uh, I mean, across locations, I mean, you have them in malls, you have them in theatres. So, I mean, the next in line is uh, essentially metro stations. An announcement which came in last week, uh, which says that uh, the Delhi Metro uh, is getting a lot of uh, mobile phone charging stations, uh, which will include uh, uh, state 134 mobile charging machines uh, being across, uh, being installed across metro stations. Uh, and it also includes includes uh, new plans which will include charging booths on trains as well. Yeah, I think that's, that's the cool part, right? Uh, they, what uh, Delhi Metro Rail Corporation has, it has announced that it is also going to uh, be making available charging points for laptops, mobile phones, on board the new 131 trains uh, that they have ordered, placed an order for the phase 2 of Delhi Metro. Yeah. It's really great, uh, I feel. This is actually great, I mean, but I don't know if you'll actually be able to use the service because given the crowd that is there, Delhi Metro train, I mean, even though it's lower than that of a Bombay uh, suburban train, uh, I'm sure at peak hours, this will, this will be quite unusable. I think people will also be uh, understanding about sharing all these outlets, uh, etc. Because I have always noticed this about people traveling in train, you know, they tend to cooperate with each other. Um, I, I, I travel in trains every day. So, you know, they have this rotation policy. So, uh, after every half an hour, this guy gets up and the guy who is standing sits down. And this is like an unwritten rule. So, probably, you know, it will apply to uh, these charging stations as well. So, who needs it the most will get to use it. And I hope that happens. The other thing uh, that has happened is most of the time these things are not working. You know, this is a good initiative, but I hope that it actually works. Because the the stations that I have used... Uh, first of all, did not have the type of charger that my phone required, but then I use uh, I use an iPhone, so that that's not a very popular phone or a, or a very mass uh, market phone. So you know it depends. As far as that problem is concerned, I think that may not be the case, I guess, a year from now. As uh, you may be pleased to know that in the EU, they are implementing a new standard, which means that uh, all mobile phones will have the same charging port. Yeah, this is this is something that this is a, a, a move in the right direction, and I think the next in line should be laptops. Uh, but uh, talking about this story itself, companies like Sony Ericsson, uh, Motorola, Nokia, they have come together and said that what uh, they, they, all their phones are going to have a mini USB uh, jack to charge the cell phone, so any charger can charge any phone, which is awesome. 
This is actually inter interesting news. I mean, the micro USB standard, I mean, is actually quite popular for phone charging. I've seen a lot of, uh, I mean, all BlackBerry phones def by default have the micro USB charging port. Uh, so I think HTC phones also have that, right? Yeah, yeah, HTC phones, Blackberries, and so so they already have this port, and that this port is capable of not only uh, charging the phone but also exchanging data. So and, I mean, and the other thing is that it can not only charge from a from a power socket but also using your computer. Yeah, so I mean, you can have a uh, you can have a big USB to a small USB port. I mean, this is the kind of cable which comes with uh, your external hard disk drives. I mean, that the same cable can actually also charge your phone. Yeah, so now this is going to happen only in the EU for now, and this is an agreement. It is not a mandate from EU that all the manufacturers has, have to do it, but it's an uh, it's uh, you know all the manu hand handset manufacturers have come together and decided on this. Uh, so far, restricted only to EU. Let's see what happens US and then in Asia. So, yeah. but but uh, I think this, this, is, uh, this is extremely good. The next thing I think is going to happen uh, is laptops and then for God, please, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this will happen is some global standard for power supply and power plugs because that is such a hassle. You know, in US it is one, 110 uh, volt, in, in UK, in India it is 240, so it always messes up the whole thing. Uh, it's quite heartening actually that Nokia and Sony Ericsson, which are like the biggest manufacturers of cell phone, I mean, uh, cell phones have come on board, and so has Apple. I mean, which was already who, who who's been so stuck up on right. uh, uh, proprietary technologies. I mean, to get Apple on board is also a big thing, and I mean that also includes your iPhone, who was being sold. Yeah, and and don't you think with uh, with Nokia and Sony Ericsson, which are predominantly the phones that are sold in India, I would like to believe, you know, this is bound to hit India. Yeah, this will hit India because, I mean, uh, it's quite amazing that, uh, I mean, EU, although it is quite restrictive on other aspects, I mean, this is one thing they are actually uh, doing the right thing on, given that, I mean, now that this charger standard is going to come to EU, it will be implemented next year, mind you. Huh. And even in the US, and the CTIO, the OMTT, which are all mobile telephony bodies, uh, they have also recommended this, this micro USB as a common charging standard. So, I mean, it, it, uh, analysts say that uh, even though this might hit EU by the next year, uh, in the US by let's say the year 2012 you might see this happening yeah yes imagine i think all the 134 mobile charging stations that delhi uh, the corporation yeah was going to set up they'll have to change the all those all those uh, machines to have only usb mini usb or micro usb connectors but then that will give them another reason to issue a contract so that's okay moving on to a story that gave us the title for the episode pirate bay has got what by a Swedish software company called Global Gaming Factory X. That's, that's a mouthful for a name. The GGF, at, as the company is being called, bought Pirate B for 60 million Swedish kronas, which basically uh, converted into US dollars, uh, it comes to $7.7 .7 million, which I feel is pocket change, right, for Pirate Bay? Uh, well, given that the user base of Pirate Bay is mostly people who don't respect copyrights and uh, essentially want free content. I mean, even though it is amongst one of the 100 most trafficked sites on the internet, uh, the kind of users it en enjoys may not be open to buying things online. So maybe that reduces the value. But I don't know. I see now that in, in one way, it, it's got a very niche, people who want to get things free, etc. But on the other hand, you can also segment this user base as a tech-savvy user base who, who is more inclined to online transactions. So, uh, it could have been monetized in some other way and that is what the chief executive, Hans Pandya, is, is, he, is he Hans Pandya or... Uh, 
No, no, I think he is Hans Pandey. Uh, but that's an Indian name. That's the last last name is an Indian name. But anyways, I'm not getting. He said that uh, he would like to introduce models which entail that content providers and copyright owners get paid for content that is downloaded via the site. Uh, should we expect a a paper download sort of a model? Yeah, I think that could be the case. I mean, uh, that's how uh, Napster converted from a free-for-all file-sharing network to actually something legitimate. So that is the direction Byred Bay might go to. But uh, I mean, there is no official word on what exactly is going to be the business model. There have been conflicting signals. In fact, uh, I mean, there have been reports at uh, Torrent Free, the site which. Uh, keeps track of uh, most of these happenings in the torrent world that uh, uh, pirate bay will decentralize uh, which means that essentially it will become instead of a torrent tracker it will become like a torrent meta portal which gives you uh, yeah. links to torrents and does not ho host torrents on its own site so uh, by decentralizing uh, and encouraging users to use uh, another third party tracker which is yet to be announced uh, they might take off some of the legal implications that they i mean the whole, the whole that they seem to have gotten into right now and at the same time, given that Global Gaming Factory X is uh, a public company, I mean, people can actually buy shares in Private Bay now uh, by Pirate Bay. Initially, given that oh. only Pirate Bay's founder were, founders were sued for uh, copyright infringement, now this becomes like a public thing. So you can't you can't in sue individual shareholders. So that kind of uh, expands the protection nets, uh, protection net, and uh, may, may makes it more anonymous. Yeah, well, just just to give you a background about the Pirate Bay, just in last April, the founders of Pirate Bay were sentenced to one year in jail and uh, I think a fine of around uh, $3 million. $3.6 million. Yeah, $3.6 million. And, and, and by the way, uh, Saket, did you know that uh, Torrent Freak blog, which is basically, I think it's the most popular blog when it comes to tracking torrent-oriented news, etc., is yeah. uh, run by a kid from Pune. Uh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a 20-year-old kid from Pune. He was he was uh, on This Week in Tech podcast and, you know, and so they were making fun about uh, Pune and how a, a torrent site is being run by an Indian, where the bandwidth is such a big but I guess coming back to Pirate Bay, the official statement, I mean, says that uh, the proceeds of the sale, which is $7.7 million or whatever, yeah. it, it said that the transaction is going to be half in cash and half in shares. I mean, it will be closed in August 2009. They will go to a foundation which will help with projects which concern with uh, free speech, freedom of information, and basically creating an open internet. So, I mean, I think Pirate Bay is getting more political per se. And I also like the way you know, the Pirate Bay announcement ends saying, don't worry, be happy. So. Yeah, don't worry, be happy. <laughs> so but I guess the users are not happy, in fact. Some users yeah. have been calling this like the biggest sellout ever. And I mean, uh, again, Pirate Bay announced an option wherein users could delete their account. I mean, because given that they, this would move into, become a public public company, their yeah. data might not be secure. And a lot of them are actually even deleting their accounts. So what do, where, where do people move now? Supernova, Mininova, there are many other places. But Pirate Bay was still the place to go and get your torrent for various purposes. Uh, yes, actually it was, but I don't think Pirate should be worried so much because uh, Pirate Bay was just a facilitator in the sense that, I mean, Torrent is essentially a peer-to-peer -peer technology. Yeah. I mean, there were people out there who were actually ripping these, uh, ripping copyrighted content and sharing it and, I mean, and other people were downloading it. Pirate, Pirate Bay was just basically running a tracker. So, I mean, given that uh, Pirate Bay may not exist, I mean, uh, the traffic will be distributed across different torrent sites. So, different I mean, and as it is with these torrent sites, the, 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 uh, you close down one, two others spring up. <laughs> yes, that, that's basically what happened. Uh, moving ahead, 
with the next story that we have facebook is trying to become more like twitter by and i say that because uh, they have introduced a new feature called publisher which basically enables a user to post public updates quote and quote which are which are pretty much like tweets and these tweets these updates can be made available to everyone on the internet or to a selected group as well yeah the, the publisher is actually the box on facebook or the the box on your facebook profile right. which asks you what are you doing i mean similar to the twitter box and what they've done facebook with this uh, round of changes is that they've added an option where i mean you have a lock icon next to the on the right hand side and then you can choose if you want to share it with everyone you want to share it with friends you want to share it with friends of friends and then there are custom settings like friends from a certain group only yeah so i mean apart from that this also includes an option where uh, uh, you can become a fan of a public profile <laughs> rather than actually becoming a friend so it's more like you know people getting followers on twitter now i'm getting requests for from people to become their fan after after poking and beers uh, and all those things now it is become my fan a message is from facebook so but but what do you uh, to talk about a larger issue here what do you think about this I get a feeling that Facebook versus Twitter is becoming more like Microsoft versus Google. Oh, really? I mean, I mean, you mean Facebook being a Microsoft? Facebook is a much larger thing, just like Microsoft is uh, was a just who uh, was this big thing, and Google, which did only search. You know, they were very niche, and uh, just like Twitter, they are very niche. They don't allow you to post uh, videos or photos or, or stuff like that. But you know microsoft suddenly thought that they wanted to be google and ignored their windows and operating system and went behind search is facebook sort of trying to you know is is it diluting its offering by doing all these things are they concentrating on focusing on the wrong things the focus of search is uh, slowly moving away from uh, content published by websites to content published by people so i mean you have i mean google coming up with the news that they will soon add a real time search to their uh, offering i mean bing is also already allowing real time search yeah. so real time search and what i mean i'm mean, essentially trending topics on twitter so that that is the big thing and what facebook is trying to do is it's trying to uh, unlock the world world garden that they were previously running i mean with uh-huh. this, with these new updates given that uh, they are they are announcing this the a set of tool uh, tools called transition tools which allow people to move from their current privacy settings to newer settings and i mean uh, then again with a single click of button uh, you can move to like recommended custom friends of friends only and uh, different levels of privacy but the interesting part here is that the recommended option actually makes your profile information public and it also makes your uh, status updates public oh more importantly this also helps uh, the fa- facebook's new search feature i mean facebook has been talking about uh, going big on real time search so i mean facebook already has a search feature which uh, allows you to search people it allows you to search pages and so on and so forth but uh, the search is soon uh, being expanded to include updates from people it's like uh, if you go on twitter and you search yeah. for like a like a keyword let's say iran election you get real time tweets of people who are talking about that subject i mean if you try to do the same thing on facebook you just get a list of people who might uh, have those words in their profile but not actually the content they are posting so uh, uh, encouraging people to make information public actually uh, helps facebook search in a big way but then facebook is is a lot more than that see twitter is much easier right i mean and facebook uh, uh, my, mind you that twitter while it is having its uh, face uh, you know uh, monetization problems the same problem is being faced by facebook 
nobody uh, uh, suddenly nobody is talking about where facebook is going to make money because everybody is busy talking about twitter but but given the earlier point that you were making that twitter is a lot more simple i mean I, I, although me and you actually quite agree that uh, uh, twitter is a lot more simpler and would not would use only twitter for our status updates i mean at the end of the day we also tend to plug those same updates back to facebook and, and there are so many people out there who don't have twitter accounts and who who have facebook as the only means of communication so it yeah. actually brings the real time messaging trend to them i mean uh, in the real sense So do do you mean that Facebook in in a way Facebook is doing this to stop leading to to stop to stop people from moving from Facebook to Twitter because Facebook does not have this uh, functionality. It yes, that's good. correct. I mean, I mean, there are so many people who are who are on Facebook who are just waiting to move to Twitter. So this move might just uh, help them stay. Ah well, let's see how that happens and what happens uh, next if uh, this feature is actually liked by people or not because Facebook. people on facebook are very much concerned about their privacy they might say all sorts of things on on twitter but uh, on facebook it's a different thing for some reason it's a psychological thing so so what are you going to do aditya i mean are you going to share your facebook profile to the public that uh, no i'm not facebook i use facebook uh, only for uh, you know communicating with people that i have met so if you send me a request and i have not met you I, i'll most probably not add you in or i'll i usually send a message saying hey have you met and if i get I a reply same thing i mean if somebody follows me on twitter i just be happy and i follow yeah. them back but if somebody actually adds me as a friend on facebook and if i don't know them i just send and we don't have any mutual friends then i send a short message saying that hey do we know each other yeah exactly a mutual friend uh, thing is also i also use that if there are mutual friends i also think them in but uh, because see i think facebook you you are exposing a lot more than you are on twitter and employment data interest and activities i mean these things are a lot more sensitive than uh, you know small status messages that you might yeah, post which yeah. might just be very temporal and it may just go away i mean because your page keeps on refreshing yeah for example i i have my cell phone up on uh, on uh, facebook but i would not think about putting it up on uh, on on twitter.com uh well let's let's move on to to firefox 3.5 which has been lo- launched just a few days back and has been very well received apparently it got around 5 million downloads in the first 24 hours wow uh, firefox 3.5 is actually quite interesting it it, it brings firefox uh, on par with safari and chrome in many ways i mean uh, if you look at uh, the different benchmarking tests which are going on uh, on the internet there is a yeah. sun spider test there is a v8 test so i mean they show that i mean safari and chrome were actually on the top of the uh, game with respect to browsing speed uh, with firefox 3 coming like uh, i mean a slower third uh, followed by again opera and ie so what this does is that uh, firefox 3 actually makes a lot of improvements to the trace monkey javascript engine yep. so i mean now you can say that uh, chrome 2.0 safari 4.0 and firefox 3.5 are pretty much around the same speed i mean even even now the order remains chrome followed by safari followed by firefox but n- now the difference is just negligible uh, having a fast javascript engine is being really talked about a lot isn't it Yes, it is because I, I mean today's interfaces are moving towards AJAX, which is uh, very JavaScript heavy. I mean, all these visual effects use uh, jQuery and other JavaScript frameworks, which basically yeah. make things look pretty. And it's got a lot many practical uses. And, and JavaScript is actually the technology which is uh, powering most of the front end of the new web. And then they also are talking about uh, that increased focus on open video and audio. Uh, 
as well as they have a few features uh, related to private browsing. Private browsing is not as interesting as uh, the native support for open and open video and audio standards. I think that they have tied up with someone, I forget their name, to, to establish uh, audio and video standards for the internet. So they, they have, I think they are talking with Wikimedia, I'm not yeah. wrong. Uh, another couple of interesting features are one, uh, location-aware browsing. So uh, now Firefox yeah. can supply your location information to websites which actually have this. Do you like that? I hate that. I don't. I don't like to keep the location-aware browsing thing going on. Well, even I don't. But there are so many people who do, and who, I mean, when it comes to visiting websites like uh, restaurant recommendation engines or sites which actually have some utility for your location, I mean, rather than just show you ads, uh, I mean, that makes it an interesting proposition. And another thing which might make uh, web developers rejoice is that Firefox 3 now supports uh, embeddable fonts, uh, which means oh. that you will no more be stuck with using Arial and Helvetica and these uh, handful of fonts, and you can actually include your own fonts. I mean, and this is quite big given that uh, Firefox has got like 30% market share. Until now, only uh, Opera 10 used to support this feature. So Firefox is the second browser to add this. Oh, that's great news. I think because every time you wanted to use a special font, you were only, always in two minds whether the user is going to have the font or not. Uh, yeah, yes, indeed. And then again, there's improved support for SVGs, uh, then uh, as well as the JSON framework and, yeah. and the video feature that you earlier talked about. I mean, this is the HTML5 video element, which allows you to show video by simply using a video tag in your code rather than actually having to in, uh, include embed a flash player and things yeah. like that. Have you downloaded this browser as yet? In fact, I have downloaded it for the Mac, and I found found it uh, considerably faster than Firefox 3. In fact, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I haven't been a big fan of Firefox because I think it's quite bloated. I mean, uh. I, I mean, it just went downhill from version 2.0. But I mean, version 3.0 was like a refresher, and uh, 3.5 actually makes it as fast as any other. I mean, a browser like maybe Safari or Chrome. So uh, it's a good thing. Yeah, even I am, I am still on Firefox 3, so this will be, uh, so you recommend this update, huh? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you are a Firefox user and if you like Firefox as against, let's say, Chrome or Safari, then 3.5 is something that you should get because, I mean, it will make your experience a lot faster. And, I mean, it will give you all these features which will allow web developers in the near future to use them effectively. Oh, that's good. So moving on to an email that we have from uh, one of our listeners. Uh, which is also related to browsers. So we got an email from Shivraj. This is what he says. I love your tech podcast. I have been following them from iGoogle, which is very surprising for me. And you guys are doing really good job, blah, 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 blah. And his query is basically, I will be, and this is how he writes it, okay? I will be obliged if you could solve it. Which browser is better? Firefox, IE8, or Google Chrome? Basically, I just do reading on the web apart from that, I follow my RSS feed and watch audio-video episodes. Thanks. Keep it up. Shivraj Raj, Bhubaneswar, Urissa. Well, Shivraj, you asked us an interesting question, actually, because I don't think uh, uh, both of us are going to be in agreement on this. But uh, <laughs> uh, given that, uh, can we safely roll out IE8, Aditya? Uh, yes. IE8, I think, uh, not really. Okay, so now it is between Firefox and uh, Google Chrome. Google so, Chrome, uh, yep. And... Uh, I, I haven't used Google Chrome as much. I've been a Firefox user for a long, long time. From what he says he does on the web, uh, following RSS feeds, etc., and he has also mentioned using iGoogle. So I'm assuming that he follows, he uses RSS feeds on iGoogle. Um, yeah. And then all he, uh, mostly he does is audio-video podcast. 
Well, and my recommendation will be Google Chrome because uh, I think that given that uh, uh, he just browses the web a lot, I think speed is a very important thing. And I mean, um, see, it's like you can't just say that Firefox is a better browser or Google Chrome is a better browser. But I mean, the best part about Firefox is that it is extensible. So you can actually install these little extensions. And uh, I mean, Google Chrome also has extensions, but they aren't so good. Uh, you, you can install extensions. You can do more things. But uh, the trade-off is that Firefox is a little slower. Uh, Firefox is also prone to, you know, getting bloated, becoming slow over a period of time. But I mean, you can take care of that by keeping your browser healthy. And the thing with Google Chrome is that it's just a very minimal browser. So I mean, if you just want speed and uh, like I do, I mean, then that's the best browser that you should use. Plus, you know, now that you've said Google Chrome and uh, looking at his browsing and browsing habits, he, he apparently, since he uses iGoogle, I'm saying he might be using Google a lot for his other services as well. Uh, do yeah. you think... Chrome is better for Google services than any other browser? Uh, yes, it is. I mean, that's what Google advertises. Yeah, that's the v I think V8 engine is what they have on which all the all these applications by Google are built on. Yeah, if you look at purely on speed and JavaScript performance, uh, uh, Google Chrome is the number one browser today. I mean, the Google Chrome 2.0. Yeah. And so, yeah, on that count, I think Google Chrome trumps Firefox. Uh, I hope that was uh, that was helpful, Shivraj. If, and thanks for writing in. To all other listeners, if you have your own queries, please do write in at techkamasala at theindikash.com and we will try our best to solve your queries. And before we end uh, the, the episode, those, those were the topics that we had. Uh, just quick updates about the stories that we spoke about last time. We had talked about uh, China wanting all its manufacturers each manufacturers to install a particular software called Green Dam software. On Green Dam Youth Escort, the yeah. software which is more of a spyware than anything. So that particular initiative for now has been postponed, postponed indefinitely, but Chinese officials are saying that it will happen sometime or the other in the future. And uh, another method, I, I guess you can escape the Green Dam software if you are a Chinese listener. I mean, I don't doubt that we, I doubt <laughs> that we have many listeners in China, yeah. but uh, uh, you can go get a Mac. Yeah, but our listeners might have friends in China, so it's, it's always good to tell them about this. Yeah. So uh, apparently Mac and Linux uh, systems are exempt from this particular uh, installation requirement. Yeah, but that that's going to get, uh, this loophole is going to get plugged pretty soon. So, you know, that's what I think. An update to another story that we talked about last time, where we had reported that uh, there were rumors about Steve Jobs being back on the job. Guess what? Uh, those rumors have been confirmed. Apple has uh, officially issued a statement that, yes, indeed, uh, Steve Jobs is back and he has uh, resumed CEO duties. So Apple fan fanboys here is reason to rejoice. Yeah, the Christmas has come in early this time for the Apple guys. <laughs> so those were the topics that we had and the updates for you. Keep writing in to us. Our email address as given earlier is techkamasala at theindikash.com for your queries about technology. And you can please also go ahead and comment on our website which is available at www.theindikash.com. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at twitter.com slash
संबोधर सोहे भुजाचार एक दंत चंद्रमा ललाट राधे ब्रह्मा विष्णु महेश ताल दे